Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through Mark. Now, remember the context of everything. Remember the flow of this. Uh, some, the religionists that come to Jesus and said, by what power and what authority do you do this? Uh, particularly the, the incident of overturning the uh, money changers in the temple, but other things too. By what power and authority do you teach? By what power and authority do you do these miracles? And so uh, Jesus uh, wouldn't answer their question unless they asked, answered his question, and which they didn't do. So Jesus started talking to them in parables, and he gave the parable of a man who planted a vineyard. And he left, and then the man sent his servants to collect, you know, his portion of the fruit, and they kept killing his servants. And he finally sent his son, who they killed. And then Jesus closed that with saying, hey, haven't you read the scripture about the stone which the builders rejected? Well, they were furious with him, and so they left. And then they uh, hatched a plan, and they sent Pharisees, religious rulers, Herodians, some political rulers that worked hand in glove with the uh, Roman government, and they sent to... Uh, they try to trap Jesus in a statement. And we saw from Luke a statement whereby they might accuse him before the governor and take him for the governor. So uh, the plan they had was that they came to him and said, hey, is it lawful to pay a poll tax to Caesar? And Jesus gave the great line, you know, well, given the Caesar the things that are Caesar and to God the things that are God's. Well, they were amazed at him and they left. Okay, those Pharisees, Herodians left. But guess what? Another group of religious rulers came, and that's where we are today. And this is in Mark chapter 12, um, verse 18. And this is a, a really profound passage. We're going to look at all three Gospels related to this, so it may take a couple episodes. Because there's a, a principle here that's so important for us. Maybe we'll get to that today. Here's what the 18th verse says. Some Sadducees, and then parenthetically it says this, <coughs> in parentheses it says, who say that there is no resurrection. So we learn something here. And all of the uh, uh, Gospels say this, have this little parenthetical statement, who say that there is no resurrection. So these Sadducees, they don't believe in a resurrection. Well, how can they be religious rulers if you don't believe in the resurrection? Oh, well, that's easy. <laughs> okay. There's religious rulers today that claim to be Christian. They don't believe in Jesus. I mean, seriously. And so these Sadducees didn't believe in a resurrection. So they come to Jesus and they begin questioning him, saying this. And here's their question. And it's, it's, a, it's a long setup. And you'll be familiar with this setup. They said, teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves behind a wife and leaves no child, his brother should marry the wife and raise up children to his brother. And, and that is what Moses, remember what it means when it says Moses, that is uh, uh, the first five books of the Bible. In Deuteronomy 25, 5, it actually says this, listen to this. When brothers live together, now that's an interesting little caveat, is it not? When brothers live together, and one of them dies and has no son, now all three Gospels say children, and that's the way they interpreted no children, it actually says no son. Could they have had a, a, 
daughters and yet not had a son to pass along the legacy? I don't know. Then the wife of the deceased shall not be married outside the family to a strange man. Her husband's brother shall go into her and take her to himself as wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her. So he wasn't just to come in and to provide seed, okay? And he said, wait, so often we sort of take that to me. But he was to take her as a wife also, which means that he would support her, that he would take care of her, that he would raise up children unto his um, brother's legacy. And so they'd state this before Jesus. Verse 20, they continue. There were seven brothers. So now they're dealing with a hypothetical statement right here. There are seven brothers, and the first took a wife. And died, leaving no children. The second one married her and died, leaving behind no children. And the third likewise. And so all seven left no children. Last of all, the woman died also. And so uh, each one of these brothers did what the law said. Okay? They each one did exactly what the law said to do. So now here comes the question. They've got the setup. They've laid this out for Jesus. And they say this, in the resurrection, when they rise again, which one's wife will she be? For all seven had married her. <laughs> you know, Mark says all seven had married her. Luke says all seven had married her. Um, Matthew says, for they all had her. And it's inferred that married is there. As a matter of fact, when you look at the English translation of Matthew, it'll have married in italics, but it's not there in the, in the Greek that we have. And it's sort of this little snarky, smarmy kind of thing. They'd all had her, you know, that kind of thing. So the question is, they thought they had Jesus. Just like the Pharisees and the Herodians thought that they'd had Jesus. They thought they had him set up this time. So now there's a, so in the resurrection, isn't that interesting? They did not believe in the resurrection, but they're asking a question about what? Yeah, the resurrection. So in other words, in this thing which y'all say occurs, but which we realize does not occur, but we're using it for the sake of our little story right here. But in the resurrection, then whose wife will she be for all seven and married her? Now, folks, here's the profound thing that I want us to take away today. And I want this to resonate within our spirit until we see the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. Because this right here, this statement that Jesus is about to say, it's a question, and it cuts to the issue of one of the core problems within the Western church today. Are you ready for it? Here we go. 24th verse, Jesus said to them, Is this not the reason you are mistaken, that you do not understand the Scriptures nor the power of God? So he tells them point blank. And Matthew says, You are mistaken, not understanding the Scriptures nor the power of God. He says, you're wrong. You know, cute story. Great little story. Great attempt at trying to set me up here, guys. But you're wrong. And here's the reason that you're wrong. You do not under the, understand the Scriptures, nor the power of God. Now, these folks, Pharisees or the Sadducees or the Essenes or anything, these were religionists that this is what they did day in and day out. They knew the Old Testament. They knew what it said. You can know what it says but not understand it. Okay. What did Jesus say? 
Is this not the reason you're mistaken? You're mistaken. Here's why. Twofold. You do not understand the scripture. Major, major problem within the body of Christ today. People say, oh, well, I know the Bible. I know the Bible. I've had somebody actually sort of blurt that out at me in sort of defensive anger of late. Oh, I know the Bible. I know the Bible. Oh, really? Then why are you so defensive about it? You know what I mean? You can know the Bible, but not understand the scriptures. And it's a huge problem because for the most part, people that profess to be believers do not know the Bible, much less understand the scriptures. And then this one, or the power of God. You can't have one without the other. You'll just become a biblical deist. You'll start worshiping the Bible as God. Or you'll uh, want to manifest and work within the power of God and ignore the word and what he's taught us there. Jesus says the mistake you're making is that you do not understand the scriptures and you do not understand the power of God. Now, he's about to address their question right here and their premise and what they set up. And he just gives a statement and just sort of deals with that in one verse and that's it. But then he says, but in regard to this, your real foundational problem that you don't believe in the resurrection. He deals with that. We'll have to look at that in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see y'all then.